so it is um, 11.23, and it's one of those days where it's like, I am so glad I got to start the day with this podcast thing that just helps me to see things more clearly. It's like, in some ways I'm livid about it, because I feel so cheated for like my whole life, thinking that life was supposed to be a certain way. And then now it's like my eyes are open to being like, oh, well, like, if that's the case, then like, that's really amazing, right? It's like, I just love this whole idea that we can have the ability to take our power back. Like, I would have these conversations with different mom friends every so often, where it's like this whole idea that, oh, hey, like, what is it that makes a difference for us to be able to literally do something or not do something, right? And then, so then these moms would just talk about, it's all about your power, right? It's all about taking your power back rather than giving your power to someone that doesn't get it. You know, it's basically like letting Satan run the show versus taking my agency back and being like, actually, no, like get the head, Satan, because you don't have the power to do that to me. Like you don't have the power to just say, hey, I'm going to take the stage now. And now I'm the one in charge, right? It's like, no. Like, actually, no. Like, I have full power to do that. Like, I decided when I chose this plan that I was going to choose him again and that that's what I was going to do. And so it's like, anyways, listening to this podcast just opened my eyes again. And I was like, oh, there it all is. It's like it's it's crafted into every crevice, every part of this podcast where it's like, hey, here, like, you know, the podcast was titled, like, five mistakes that a type one parent makes, whatever, right? But literally, like, all the in-betweens of what I was hearing was like, hey, I have power. Every single person has power. And it's their opportunity to own their power, right? To own the agency that they literally have to own. And that they're the only ones that get that agency to personally use live their mission, to do the things that Heavenly Father wants them to do in this life, to, to become attached with Him, to do the things that, that are so important. Like, the other day, me and my husband were having this chat about how so many of the people we know are leaving the church, just like, you know, whether it's siblings, whether it's like family members, whether it's friends, and we just kind of had this thing where like, one of us was saying, yeah, like, it's easy to feel like, well, if they're all leaving, like, what is the point of me staying? Like 
state of spiritual immaturity, so it doesn't matter to them that, that, that healthy food gives them blessings. It actually doesn't. They're not there yet. They haven't experienced enough pain or life experience or whatever it is to get them to a place where they, where they literally believe fully, like they have a literal testimony of experience that healthy food is better than candy, right? And it's the, it's the same thing with the fruit of the tree. It's like the fruit of the tree is healthy food, and the candy is whatever they're serving at the Great and Spacious Building. They don't want to believe or, or admit that the Great and Spacious Building is about to crumble. They don't want to believe that the candy will, will lead them to diseases and, you know, having, like, so much pain and so much waste of time and cost and waste of eternal energy to to process all of that candy that they're stuffing themselves with and it's the same deal with all these people that are leaving it's like they literally don't care you know like they literally are not there to care yet they just want the candy and that's it that's it that's all they want they don't want to think about how how much better the, the healthy food is they don't want to to admit that because that would mean taking away their candy their freedom to have the candy so it's like, okay, you just got to let the people, Heavenly Father loves us enough that he will literally allow people to whether choose the fruit or, or get the candy. And then he'll always have that open door to be like, hey, when you're done with your candy, you can come back though. Like you can, you can come back through the mist of darkness and through like whatever. And just so you know though, like it might be really hard, right? Like it's, it's a lot more easier to actually just hold on to the rod rather than getting, like, having the risk of getting lost through the mist of darkness, having the risk of crumbling in the great and spacious building whenever they choose to crumble, right? Having the risk of, like, you know, getting lost and dying in the river, right? And and who knows, like, where the, those roads would lead. But at least holding on to the iron rod, you know where the rod is, you know where it goes the whole time, and you know that it's going to taste good when you get there. Even if you think the candy is like coated in some kind of artificial whatever that tastes better than the fruit, right? Even if when the first time you have that food in the Great and Spacious Building, it might taste better than the fruit of the Tree of Life. It might. It might actually do that because Satan is a, a master of deception. He will make anything taste and feel and, 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 and be like this this mimic of whatever it is that Heavenly Father created first, right? He will do anything to do that, right? Because he cares so much about our destruction that he will create every level of deception, distraction, anything to make that something that is way more uh, stimulating, attractive, whatever it is. So we had this big long discussion and Thankfully, we got to a beautiful place in the conversation where it's like, yeah, clearly, we're still following this path. Because clearly, it's still the fruit of the tree of life. Like, like no matter how much Satan can say, like, oh, but this tastes better, or whatever, it's still in the great and spacious building. So it's like, I can't, we just can't do that. We have our ceiling, we have our covenants, we have all of the things in our life that these that our lives are built on to follow Christ. Like we chose him before we came to this earth. We have chosen him again and we will keep choosing him again. So that's been awesome. And then in this conversation it's like then we're talking about so where does this all fit in with like our you know our membership in the church, our service in the church, you know, like all of this other stuff. Because it can be easy. That's the thing. It's like the thing that Satan seems to be um, tempting people that we know 
with this idea that it's like it's so much work to to live a life where you are you know an active member of the church for example they, they that's one of the lies that he's like convincing people with where he's telling them oh it's healthier to not be a member of the church than it is to be a member of the church that's one of the lies he's convincing people that it's healthier to not and then and then you know and it's a convincing one right it can be very convincing because of course it's effort it's work to actually you know like hold on to the iron rod like we don't just like lazily have one finger on the rod it's like no we literally are holding onto this rod like literally holding it right and it, it takes effort to be strong enough to hold on like honestly it actually does Whereas, like, the people in the great and spacious building, they're just lazing about, hanging out. Like, you could see them and think, oh, well, they're healthy. They're, like, they're totally fine. They don't need to be holding on to this rod to, like, look great and all of this kind of stuff, right? But, like, I have a testimony. It's like, it doesn't matter how good the people look in the great and spacious building. It doesn't matter how much healthier they say they are, they feel, how glad they are that they left the church, how glad they are that they don't have to eat the fruit of the tree anymore, how glad they are that they that they get to eat the fruit from the, the great and spacious building anytime they want to, and all of this kind of stuff. Like, I recognize that is their testimony right now. And I recognize that that is not my testimony. I have my very own testimony that says, all of the things that they are saying, yes, they might have a strong testimony of what they're experiencing, and I know that is not my life. I have a life to live here for my Heavenly Father. I have a special calling to find my ancestors and bring their names to the temple because nobody else will. Like, I just don't believe anybody else will do it. Like, I, I literally believe that like if I don't step up my game and really like be focused on the gospel and find their names that literally everybody else that I possibly could know in this life will probably forget about them and will probably be like okay that doesn't matter like and I'm the only one that really cares enough to actually make it happen and which is the other part of the whole game where it's like I recognize like today like okay so going back to my conversation with my husband like so we decided we're like okay so this is what it's all about even though everybody's like hey it's it's not healthy to be a member of the church or whatever it's too stressful all of these kinds of things it's like what it comes down to is so many people are focused way too much on the history of the church and on like the structures of the church which is like come on guys like this is like a human thing like like if you could look into the history and the structure of any man-made like anything that a man has has somehow been a part of volunteering it, you could find faults in all of them. Like, you, it's not just like specific to the church that, oh, in, at this and such and such date and time, this person did this, who was a member of the church and da 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 da. It's like, no, guys, like, if you're gonna do that, then look at everybody's history at that time in the world and see how many faults they had at that time, too. And, and like, but that's not where we need to focus, per se. If we even are going to focus on that, like, let's think about how we can build from there, right? And recognize this is our past. This is our history. So, like, what am I going to do to be a living legacy moving forward from that history so that it doesn't have to be, be repeated in the same light, right? And anyways, so then here I am with my husband and we're like, hey, yeah, so like, yeah, people are living in a church because
because they don't like the church, right? And, and it's just like, okay, well, let's just leave that out of the picture. Let's just focus on what this is all really about, which is really that Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother are real. Same with Jesus Christ. We were in a, in a, like, we were in a discussion before we came to the earth, and we said, hey, I'm going to follow Jesus Christ. And so in that decision, it's like I decided to get this body. Like, if I wasn't going to follow Jesus Christ, I wouldn't have decided to get my body. I would have already decided to follow Satan, right? And so one, I need to keep my promise. I promised I would get this body, and I would be this person to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Like, that's what I promised to do. And then as a person that's promised to do that, I need to live up to what does that look like. And it doesn't have to be a crazy, crazy kind of stressful person kind of way. I think it's just that way because, of course, there's a natural man that's always going to seep in there, no matter what good cause I'm going to choose to want to do. Because Satan always targets people that are choosing the right. Like, it just makes total sense. Like, all the other people that I, I know that have left the church, they, they have their spiel of like, oh, well, ever since I left the church, da 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 like, my life has been so much easier, and I don't feel so much pressure, da 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 Well, that's because Satan isn't working on you anymore. You've decided to already leave, so he doesn't have to work on you. He doesn't, like, he doesn't make you have opposition in the same way that, that he would make opposition on a person that he knows is on the Lord's side. And like, it's like the wind is blowing, right? It's like, it's as if, I told this to my husband, it's as if when people leave the church, it's like the wind stopped blowing on them. Versus a person that's in the church, like actively striving to live according to like what they feel like their covenants mean and all the revelation they've ever received. It's like the wind is blowing. It's like that guy in the video where the, literally the wind is blowing him over. And then... You know, it's, it's just sad because it's like they get to a point where it's like they choose to give up before they really choose to really lean on the Savior and allow for His strength to help them through it. Because I think that's the thing. It's like people think that we have all these commandments and then we're just left alone. And that like we're expected to somehow do it all on our own. Because we can't. And, and somehow do it all without the atonement. And do it all without repentance, without ever conversing and dialoguing with Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ on how we're going to make this work, right? And how we're going to, you know, pray to them and really lean on them and make it a team effort instead of some kind of, like, solo effort that's always going to fail. Like, that's the thing with Satan. It's like he's just all about this idea of making people feel so isolated, so disconnected from their eternal families, and, and believe that that's where they need to stay for eternity. Just totally shut off from everybody that they would ever love. And, and believe that that's a better life, right? Or believe that that's the only life that's possible to live because they, they, he makes them lose their faith that any of this eternal feeling of anything is a real thing. When it actually is a real thing. If it wasn't a real thing, then they wouldn't tell us that it's a real thing, right? Like... These are like the most wisest, like creating the universe people. They would just make this stuff up and say like, this is what it is. No, like they're just giving a, a piece, like one ounce, like dash, like a little like sprinkle of everything else that they want to tell us about, that they are just waiting to tell us about when our faith is strong enough to actually be able to have space to contain all that they want to share with us.
you know, it's like we're at, in this life, it's like we're building our faith buckets, you know, like we're building all the walls of it and everything so that at some point in our lives here or in the next life, we will be able to literally ask anything and we will have a bucket that's sturdy and strong enough to literally hold all of the questions that we literally have. And then we'll be able to be like, like they'll be able to shoot it out and we'll be able to catch it too. Like we won't just have a sturdy bucket, we'll actually have skills enough to be like agile enough to be like, oh, the blessing's coming. Like get the bucket ready. And then like we, it'll actually land in our bucket rather than the fumbling, right? Like we've all like, played that game before where we have like a random bucket, whatever, and someone's tossing something and like you kind of just like teeter around, hopefully it'll land in your bucket and then it doesn't for like the first like hundred shots or whatever, it just doesn't land because you're still learning how to like have that hand-eye coordination kind of jazz to be able to even like let it land. And that's kind of how I feel like I'm with with this dance of getting to know Heavenly Father, who he is and all of this stuff. And I just feel so sad for people that, that drop the bucket and they drop the work to actually build their bucket and they drop it all saying it's not worth it's not worth conditioning for. It's not worth building. It's not worth, um, you know, dedicating our lives so that we can hear him anymore. Like, it's not worth, um, you know, it's not worth the blessings, basically. They're, they're done taking their, like, living their life um, blessing by blessing, you know, like, and, and living their life in a way where they can expect that that's the way, that's the trajectory of their life. It's like, you know, we wake up, we pray to Heavenly Father. And then we go and do our lives, and we have questions, so we pray to Heavenly Father. And, like, we're just always having this open dialogue, communication of, like, attaching with Heavenly Father and being like, oh, what's the next right thing that I could do? And then he tells us, right? Like, he gives us little promptings. We're like, actually, you're doing this right now, but actually you need to pause, take five minutes, and do this other thing. You know, and having a life that is so, like, letting the Lord prevail, basically, right? And so, here I am, just, like, trying to process this.